This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. So what do you think happens? I mean, what what is that? You, so you're doing Skype, what happens? I think spirit comes in to give us information, or I actually think that everybody has a guardian angel. So whether I'm getting it from the, you know, I don't try to judge it when I, when it's just um, intuitive work where I'm looking into things, mm-hmm. um, and I hear that noise, that's just, that's because they're close to us. Make it's, the sound, what does it sound like? It's like, it goes that's not the sound. Like, I know what you're talking about. It's we, like a boomerang. Yeah, we've we've recorded it. It's like yeah. a sure, 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 sure. That's it, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and that is, uh, from what my experience is... Why don't we is, ask about it? Okay, we can ask about it. Let's do that. All right, so we're going to ask Spirit a simple question. Uh, we were just talking about uh, interference. It sounds like feedback. So does anybody want to take that question for us? What is that? My dad wants to. Very good. Hi, Jim. Hello, Rich. Long time no see, buddy. <laughs> He said he was with everybody when you're watching Al Pacino. Okay, very so, good. Like, so uh, we were over at Fish Bar, and Jennifer said, uh, "I'm seeing Al Pacino," and I said, "Why?" And you said, "He's here with somebody else." Yeah, it felt like somebody else, and there was Mar- it felt the feeling of Marlon Brando. Okay, and then I, since they weren't really clear about what they were doing here, I and, had a right, and Al Pacino is alive, so that was kind of yeah. But I now not, know not to judge it because it can mean a name or something. Or something or else, yeah. And I mentioned that I had been watching uh, a clip of Al Pacino from a film this morning. And we talked about that clip and seeing, you know, Al Pacino. Yeah. And so... And when was the last time you saw Al Pacino, just for the record? Uh, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe about five years. Right? Right? <laughs> this morning. So this so morning I'm looking at Al Pacino and Jennifer says, I see Al Pacino. So... Then I asked, so why? And I said, Luana, can you help us with and this? And what was interesting, so the person that he was, so the M for Marlon Brando, but the person that it felt like was either similar to Marlon Brando, because he didn't have a face, I just got the feeling of uh-huh. it. Like an actor. Yeah. So, but I asked if this was a birthday message. Yeah. That was my question. And then I got a picture of your mom. So, and I asked back, was it your mother's, mother's birthday? But I don't know what association to your mother this has as well. It might be playing the piano. Might be a piano playing because you yes. know when yes. you're. That's it. Uh-huh. So because when you're going to say happy birthday, you might play the piano and sing that song. And she said it goes further than that, though, too. Okay, I think my mom used to write this person birthday notes. Okay. Okay. So the person in question. Just like that. Just that like that. Crazy. So the person in question, Luana, I need you to try to put this person in Jennifer's mind, if you can. It's a friend of yours who is still on the planet, but whose birthday it is today. Okay. Is, is talking to... Is that Frankie? Coppola. Very good. Sorry. Where'd that come from? It just popped in. Okay, very good. Coppola. Coppola. Francis Coppola. Today is his birthday. Oh. So... Let's go around. Are you guys here to say happy? I'm like there are a bunch of angels up there, like a brat pack that handles all the brat pack. That's funny. So is this a birthday message to Luana's friend? Yeah. Okay. What do you guys want to say to Francis? 
And Francis is still here? Yeah. Slow down? There's something about slow, slow down. Well, that's going to be hard to do. Francis is somebody who doesn't slow down. Luana, anything you want to say to your pal, Francis? You should have a huge party. I always want to talk with an accent when I talk to Luana. Out in the ocean on a yacht. On a yacht? All right. Or, some, or a dinghy. Well, I did meet Francis on a boat. Okay. We were out in the in the Caribbean. There's something that needs to be re that should be a movie. That should be a that movie. That boat, the whatever boat happened on the boat ride, yeah, should, be, should a be a movie. All right, All right. Uh, Luana, front and center. Yes, sir. Who do you want to bring forward today? Who do we want to talk to? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Billy, what's happening, brother? We haven't forgotten you. He's wearing a cowboy hat today with a pick in his mouth. And All right. Picks in his mouth. Again. That's and um, uh, what's he wearing? These boots that he loves, and I don't know what they're made out of, but I'm sure it's politically incorrect. Um, no. Snakeskin. Ew. Snakeskin boots. Yeah. You know, no snakes are hurt over on the flip side. I know, I know, I know. But tell us, Billy, what what's up, man? Um, His son. Talk to him about Tibet. Talk to him about. Oh, Europe. talk to him about Tibet. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What do you want me to tell him? Place to go. Cool place to be. Tell him that it's going to be okay. What's going to be okay? Without being an asshole about it. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if I can do that for you, Bill. Bleep, bleep. Um, <laughs> What's going to be okay? What do you mean, brother? It's not suffering. Hold on. Oh, oh so like the Tibetan concept of of um, suffering, stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that idea we go through things in life so we can learn from them and we can explore them and the energy of them. I mean, beyond... My dad just popped in and he goes, right, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> Because I well, get so mad sometimes. What? Who does? I do. That he's gone. Oh, you get mad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Jim, we kind of interrupted you. Bill, can you hold that thought for a second? I'm happy to talk to James. Anything else you want to tell us? I mean... You just kissed me on your forehead. Oh, jeez. You just messed up your hair again. Oh, cut it out. You know, what's funny, Billy, is so I turned over the movie to Gaia. How's that going? I think... I don't know if it's out yet. Has anybody seen it? Not yet. It feels like it's going to be out later on. Okay. But they paid me, so it means... Yeah. That did means... they pay you last November for it? What? November popped in. So did they pay you last November? No. No? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. It feels like it's going to be later. Um, uh, Billy, anything else? Because we're going to go to gym now for a second. You're always welcome to just hang, hang tight. Hang loose. He says the same for you. Like, hang tight, it's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. Alright. And then you show me that boat again out there. That's really funny. What the boat? Whole, the boat you're supposed to do a movie on. By the boat. Alright, Lou, uh, let's go to Jim. Jim, we were gonna ask you about interference on the flip side in, in when we're recording and doing stuff like that. What's that about? What is that? Well, we're gonna talk to him about seizures or what it was, remember? Oh, okay. Well, can we do that first or what do you want to Sure, do let's go to seizures. Okay. Um, or let me explain that. Let's see what. What? Let me see what they give me as my oh, as natural your... ability. Okay. Um, oh, okay. 
can't tell my mom this, I'll leave it to the seizures, but he showed me um, what I've heard about. I actually remember a little bit about it. Um, my mom left me in the car by accident when it was 106 degrees out with all the windows rolled up. Uh -huh. And she went in to go run in to do something and totally forgot that I was in the car. <laughs> How old were you? I was, I think, I was in a baby seat, so I think I was like... Sorry to laugh. Yeah. So, I was like, so you were cooked. Mom. I was cooked. And she said, the only reason why I didn't die, and they're showing me that I did die, came back. Oh. So I passed out and then came, because I remember not being able to breathe and just being so, I remember, I remember looking out the window and I can't, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Um, what were you, like two or three or four? I think around two. Okay. That so part of it, though, too, can you go like, to that moment so you're, you're aware that you can't breathe? You're, you're aware that you can't breathe, right? Can you be there in that moment now? Yeah, everything's so hot. Okay. So, hot. so try to cool it down in your mind because of course you can do that and everything's cool mm -hmm. and everything's all right. And now you've, you're aware that you're passing out and do you pass out? Yeah. So let's look around. Who's with you when this occurs that alerts your mom to get back to the car? It was my great-grandmother. Okay. Yeah. And she, what, rattled your mom's cage? Yeah, there was a lot of people with my mom. My mom was, she had postpartum. She just forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> right. No, she just forgot. I understand. So I feel like I couldn't breathe, and then all of a sudden I woke up and I remember closing my eyes. I believe that's, so I didn't die, but I almost did. Okay. I did pass out. So it wasn't whether you, however. But when you remember that or go back to that moment, mm -hmm. right? Passing out or being there. Who's there to assist? So your great-grandmother. She holds me and says everything's going to be okay. Oh. So and she's... they did something to my heart, it felt like, that made me wake up crying. Like I cried. And so like... you describe her to me. What does she look like? Very beautiful, right? She has this like, she has this, you know, dirty blonde hair. Mm -hmm. What's she wearing? Um, it almost—it's like this all-white outfit, kind of like when I see Luana like that. I feel like she had this white outfit on. Um, you made a tying in, gesture. Is that like a like a toga yeah, kind like of a, a thing? Something like that, like a nurse, but not a nurse. She looked. Um, she just looked very peaceful. Mm -hmm. I just I knew that I was okay. That she had this sense. Wait. Like my guide. Similar to what my Like your guide, like. okay. That's very interesting. Is she your guide? Is she one of your guides? Yeah, and I didn't know that. Okay. Well this is good to know. Yeah. Can we talk to her for a second? Yeah. What's her name? Like Mary Ann, almost like a Mary Ann. Okay, very good. One of your guides, very good. Mary Ann. Mary Ann, yeah. Very nice. Okay, Mary Ann, so what was going on here? Were you. And how does this relate to her gift of being able to see outside her frequency? It's almost because I saw them. I saw whoever was around. Oh, I see. So by seeing them, right. it's like it opened the gates or it took the filters away. Who's them? Who else besides Marianne? 
they almost acted like it was a party. They knew I was going to be okay, so there was a bunch of people that came. Who? Um, like my family that wasn't born yet. Okay, very good. That's sure. Interesting. So, and then. So you're seeing your brothers and sisters. Yeah. That and they're they're sitting around laughing at you or, or giving they you something. They just felt up. very warm. Like I was very calm and peaceful. Like it so was they were, fun. Yeah, but it, it was the veil was so thin. Like it was like almost like. So this is your like first. An eclipse, like an eclipse that happened. So this is your first experience with spirit, really. You're in a, you're basically in a car seat. The first that you're aware of. Yes, the first that okay, I'm aware of. Okay, very good. Interesting. Um, I'm looking, so when that happened, when they were showing me that they did something to my heart to make me cry, um, my mom said the only reason why I was alive was because I cried and mm. made it to where I was able, that for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, she said if I wasn't, she said that, um. So let me get this straight, Marianne. It's not the physical act of cooking or being cooked that helped Jennifer become adept at this. She was already adept at it, but this is the first incidence. So it's yeah. almost like it's a pathway that she's gonna eventually build and become stronger and better at. Yes. Okay, very good. So that's an interesting. I love it, because they always do this when I'm with you, but I don't get, like, it's rare that I get that with anybody else, you know? It's very just funny, because it's so much easier that way. All right, very good, very so, good. Really All right, well, so, and then it, this, this relates to a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago where we were talking to, um, I think it was our, our science group, our science all-stars, uh -huh. and we asked them about connectivity and being able to access the source and dark matter and dark energy. And somebody said, uh, it's related to the medulla. And I had to look that up, but, and you made a gesture like right here, the medulla is where the access point is. Okay. Um, as I if that, you. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and you know, because I use that term amygdala a lot, um, but you said medulla, and so I had to look it up. I didn't even know what that was. I knew, I knew that medulla was a you know important part of the brain, but okay. it's actually the brain stem, and you pointed the exact spot where it is, comes up through the neck. So the medulla oblongata, as it's known in Latin, but it's just you know, it's the gateway. So let's ask them. And what's this? Don't worry about that right now. Let's just focus on what the medulla is, because this is your conversation. You, you're okay. telling this to me, so let's let's ask them. So Jim, why don't you step in here, Jim, and any of our scientists, if you guys want to step in, we're okay. we're asking the question about how we access source, and as a medium, how does Jennifer access source? Is it related to her medulla, to the, her brain uh, stem, or is it? the pineal gland, or, or is it some other access? It's pineal gland. Pineal gland. So is the, so when the, so is the pineal gland, does it, it function? It feels like a combustion. So it feels like things, both things, um, Have to work together? It's almost like they have to not work and then work together. Like getting rewired almost. Okay. So the pineal gland... And I had scoliosis as a kid. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Say again? I had scoliosis as a kid. Oh, you had scoliosis. Ah, you had a whole bunch of stuff. I know. So you're saying, yeah, you got to be cooked and you got to have scoliosis in and order to become a medium. And a sneezer. And a sneezer. Uh, no, I but I understand. That, so hold on. So, but here's my question. Is the pineal gland a filter or a limiter? 
It's an unlimiter. An unlimiter. So it functions the way like a stereo receiver has a little... Correct. Okay. And so the idea that the pineal gland when it's... Oh, I see what you're saying about filter. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, Unfilter's okay, because that's just filter, but right. version of it. Right. I, I wasn't... I, now I understand it. So with with the frequency, the things that get tuned in, um, the pineal gland is the receiver. The filter... Is medulla. Okay, very good. I understand. So I do. Uh, okay. But so the pineal gland is a receiver. Let's just talk about that for a second. Whose idea was it to make the pineal gland a receiver? Was that somebody's idea, or was that a group idea? Was that a group think? They're all talking. Hold on. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. They're like, it just made sense because you wouldn't want it through your feet. <laughs> they showed the feet going up. They're like, it just made sense to have it there. Right. Good spot for it. Right. But as a gland... And your body doesn't have to have... Your body, so like paraplegic, like your body doesn't have to be working in order to have it. Like if you... Correct. Were, but do you have to have... The, I don't know that. That's just what they're showing. But is the gland itself in every human being and it's just It's a dormant? muscle. It's a um, what? It's a muscle. But you're asking if it's dormant. No, the question was about the pineal gland or pineal. Okay, is it dormant? Pineal. That's right. Yeah, is it dormant in most people and some people it's not? Got it. Everybody's pineal. Oh, that's so interesting. Everybody's pineal gland is open. But it's kind of like having. <laughs> I think, I, I hope I'm seeing this right. What? Like if you have a flat tire on your car, your car doesn't work, right? Yeah. So if you don't, they're showing me like the flat tire is your belief structure. And if you get if you have too many disbeliefs about the awareness, it, it just doesn't work. Okay, but let's just talk about the physiology of it. So if if the medulla is some kind of a filter mm -hmm. on some, but it also it has to work with a pineal gland. So yes. yin and yang. Yin and yang. So some children are born with the ability to communicate very clearly. And then somewhere around the age of eight. Yeah, all children are. All children are. And somewhere around the age of eight, they no longer are able to. Is that because the skull hardens? Like the reception goes down? Both. It's the so like the helmet. It's the parents. It's the well, it's, yeah, yeah. And there's that, the disbelief. But That's then, in their energy field. But yeah, so the physiology yeah. part, yes, I do believe the skull hardens and then... Um, it's almost like the reception is. So it's not just that they're, it's, it's let's just say those are the key elements of this. Right. But you still need to have the reception to be able to. So when you're asleep, mm -hmm. and how is that, does that make it easier? So does that somehow affect the pineal gland? yes. Okay, so while you're sleeping, I see all the information that goes in the brain stem is kind of quiet, right? Because you're not doing anything. But the pineal gland, does it, I mean, is it more like a homing beacon? Yeah, it feels like people just come and grab you. Like, in it, like let's go play, let's figure, you know, just, it's not something that... Um, it's required to have the pineal gland, whatever. But I'm, my question is this, so people who work on getting the pineal gland open, right. say, are really just working on getting their brain tuned so that they can access Correct. the other side. Like any type of brain injury, any type of whatever makes it to where that happens, um, 
because you said about the skull, and they just showed me a show that I was watching where the guy, he was, um, he had a head injury, and they went into, they induced a coma, yeah. and he saw his wife who passed away from cancer. Right. You know, and she was like the veil was thin, and she, she talked to him. She, you know, it was so real for him, you know, to talk to her, and that's where it's a place where. Um, so I believe the dream state's the same place, right? Right, all so, that information is shut down. But if we were, you know, we wouldn't have free will if we remembered all of our dreams. with all, Because then the, the argument I would make is, well, why don't you guys help us? Yeah. Why don't you tell us what, what are the lottery say? numbers? Come on. Come on. <laughs> and what they can do is give us feelings and emotions, but a lot of times that's another flat tire. Our belief structure is set that, you know, we miss them or we fear, you know, there's no way for us to get that information. All right, very cool. Guys, now that I have your attention, the, does the All-Stars, do they want to help us with this dark matter issue again, since we got a pencil and a piece of paper? Um, You're making fun of me. No, I mean, I'm just saying because, uh, no, listen, what, what I transcribed was so mind-bending. We went to four different people and we got four different versions of the same answer. One really? gave us a formula, one okay. literally gave us a formula, one showed it as images of black and white, one showed us the a forest, and then the absence of the forest was the dark energy that remained. Right, the shadow. Yeah, now is there anything you guys want to tell Jennifer um, to continue the conversation we had a couple weeks ago? They just showed me a hot air balloon, hold on. Or just a and I was just seeing the thoughts. So all the thoughts that go up, the difference, I have the receiver to have it come back. So mm -hmm. I have the receiver for it to, say it again, in the information superhighway, you allow messages to flow simultaneously. So you're it's talking... It's like a car. You so know? you're talking about the vehicle of dark matter. Correct. Well, I don't know. That's just what they're showing me. But I'm sure that might be it. Let me... Sure. Um, Is that what you're referring to, though? Is it dark yes. matter and dark energy? Yeah. So the so thoughts go up. The thoughts go up. And are received. And that gets the people that you're calling to be around. I see. So you're answering you're answering the questions. Pardon me if I'm correcting you, Stephen. You're answering the question we have about how does this work so that Jennifer can speak yes. to spirit. Okay, very good. Yeah. All right. So so your so the questions go up and then the answer comes down. It's like being on a racetrack, because <laughs> I didn't mention that before. But much faster. But much faster. I've honed it into where now it's, I don't have too many roadblocks. So I have no flat tires. She has no, no flat tires. No but So let's it. say, so in terms of the construct of what we're talking about, Stephen, let's just break it down a little bit. Is Stephen standing or sitting? Standing. Standing. And how tall does he look? About, I think, what do you say, about 5'8", something like that? You said He's, that before. What's he wearing? How do you see him? He has these little glasses on. Okay. Um, John Lennon kind of glasses? Yeah, or? John okay. Lennon kind of glasses. He looks, he looks like he's wearing a suit. Okay, very good. So he's got a jacket on? Mm -hmm. Does he have a tie on? He has a bow tie. Bow tie. Color is his shirt? It's like a blue. It's a, a nice blue color. Dark? Light? It's um, darker. Not okay. dark, but... Like it feels like a blue suit with with a light blue, a lighter blue. Okay, and what color is this bow tie? It's red. Red. Okay, very good. That, that just allows us to get a picture of him. And so, Stephen, thank you for coming in to talk to us. 
we're having this general. Like I don't know how old you. It's something like he wore. He dusted off since like something he wore when he was nineteen, maybe. Okay, dusted off an old college suit. Yeah. So the question at hand is, how is Jennifer able to communicate with you, or how are we able to communicate with people on the other side? And you're saying it's like an information highway. Right. He says, I stay in my lane. <laughs> Who does? Jennifer does? I do. And so, and are you saying that she shouldn't or should? Or that's just her lane? It's like being, I have my own lane, but there's 100,000 cars swirling around everywhere. I see, I see. But so, I can see the road and just keep, it's the same, I guess, as a metaphor of being able to speak to a spirit. Yeah. Okay. And that's, I see. So that's how she can access that stuff. But she's traveling and moving at the same time. Everything's moving at the same time. Right. Which then they show me how much this strengthens because of it. Okay. And... In terms of helping people on the planet who don't have her gift, who don't have the it's ability. It's funny. He's like, it's like owning a car, you know, think of it like a Fiat or something, or something something like old and beat up in the beginning. And then by learning this and doing it more and more and more, your energy gets more proficient and you become that Ferrari or whatever car that you choose instead of, because I'm like, what about devaluation of the car? I'm like, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, but the the idea being the more that you focus on the flip side, the more that right. you allow yourself to access the flip side, either through dreams, the either through meditation, you're going to have. the more green lights you're going to have. Yes. Now, I keep hearing in this research, and I'm sure Jennifer does too, people talking about a shift in consciousness that's upon us, that's already happening, that's you know part of why we're on the planet. Why he was on the planet? There's still only the top one percent, though, that that even. So, but I get the impression that it's going to. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And we don't like to predict the future because it doesn't exist. But we do like to talk about likely outcomes, Stephen. So, how can Jennifer and I help facilitate this shift so that people can do exactly what Film. she's doing? That's what he's saying. Okay. Filming it. Filming it. So what would you like to tell people on the planet from your perspective that would convince them on some level that this is you talking? That is backed up by science. Okay, very good. I'll tell you what, I heard a funny quote about you yesterday that Jennifer could not know the answer to. Let's see if you know the answer to. Okay. You were not there in the room when this occurred. But there was a moment in time mm -hmm. when you were on your way to a Simpsons reading. You had suggested that you were going to be on the show. And you were on your way there, but you were running late. And one of the actors at the table read, a guy named Harry Shearer, who plays a lot of characters in The Simpsons, said something that was kind of funny about you being late. has to do with time, the concept of time. Excellent, thank you. How, how do you know that? You were not there in the room when it was said. How could you be aware of that? Me or him? Him. I know that you're not aware. I know you're getting it from him. Um. The man has no concept of time. That's exactly what okay. Harry Shearer said. He has no concept of time. Okay, how do you know that? How does Jennifer know that? Let's start with Jennifer. 
because he showed me how illusionary time was to me. Okay, and so like the, you, and that, but that me. sentence is right. exactly what he said. The man has no concept of time. You see, that's a right. joke. It is a joke. It's hilarious. Right. But but the way that Stephen put that in your mind mm -hmm. to elicit the exact words. Do you know what it was? He had the word time, and yeah. then it like it dissipated. Dissipated. Out in, out in the future. It just dissipated out in the future. That's how he showed me it was about time. So, no but, but let me ask you this, uh, Stephen. And he's what? in my lane. <laughs> and you're in my you're in you're riding in her car right now. Okay, yeah. let's just say you two are you two are in this Ferrari and it's going around. Yes. You're in her lane. I get that. You've matched her said Lamborghini, but her Lamborghini. You've matched her Lambo to your Lambo. The right. two of you are in this Lambo together. Noisy car, isn't it? It's kind of like a sled. Anyway, he showed me the music outside. That's actually okay. Funny. Very good. Well, a frequency. Mm -hmm. But while you're in this car together. Mm -hmm. I asked Jennifer the question that she could not know the answer to, A. B, you could not know the answer to because you were not there when the joke was said, Stephen. So how are you able to access what was said? And I don't mean emotionally. I get, you know, maybe somebody told it to you later. Maybe you heard it as a joke later on. If that's possible, tell me that. But are you able to access the time frame of that moment in time when it happened? Instantly. So let's talk about this for a second if we can. And I want you to help me with this concept. The holographic universe mm -hmm. is... Just, okay, so I'll share with you. Please. You showed me a disc being pulled out. Disc pulled out. Okay. Yeah. Each disc and there's is... Like Hundreds. It's the Akashic record. Like that's what I. Okay, slices of time. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. the Akashic record, but a slices of time. Sorry. Thank you. So Stephen. So these are slices of time, like that exist. Mm -hmm. And when I ask a question about a particular slice of time, uh -huh. we can access that that time. Is that correct? Absolutely. So you access you access it simultaneously. People like Jennifer. He anticipates, well, because I asked why you were talking. I said, are you just getting it from his head? That's yeah. me being a skeptic of somebody that's why not? not here. Why Absolutely. Not, right? What if he said yes? That'd be great. Right. Yeah. Then, we did, then we have a whole other thing to talk about. He goes, no. Then yeah. he showed me how he pulled out like those old floppy disks. You know, he pulled one out showing huh. that it's time. Like it's time. Time. A right. slice of time. A slice of time. Okay. So a holographic. Right. He's, he's also showing tons and tons and tons of numbers and just honing in. Of whatever's in our lane. Excellent. So the numbers, the numbers yes. are the are the how they're stored. Absolutely. Is down that correct? Pi, like down to the pi. Yeah. Down to the whatever that is. Yes. Okay. And you, somebody Infinite. gave us a formula. It might have been him, who, which was negative pi squared times infinity. It was related to what dark energy is. Yes. So, but. So I'm not going to go down this path because it's too confusing. But dark energy, I, I understand dark energy from what you said the other day is source. Let's just say that. But if you that's you have to, you have to. <laughs> so if dark energy is source, let's just say, right. okay, then that also means if we're going to access top slices of time, mm -hmm. you know, Jim, geograph, Jim, holographic slices of time. I see everything in holograms, so it's interesting. So, and even us, yeah. I'm sure, because they can be all around the room in a different... Right. But so that when we go back to slices of time, is that the second coming? Is that what people are referring <laughs> to? Called him, he just called my dad. <laughs> to answer this question? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. 
So Stephen, but do you understand? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. Right. So my. So this is fascinating. Just real fast. Please. Take your time. Sorry, I don't want to forget this. Um, oh, come on, guys. Let's do it one more time. Please, 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 please. Past, present, future. Oh, that's what it was. So he showed me the outline of a human being. So when we pass away, you know, like we have energy fields, right? Yeah. You know, there's people that have lost an arm or a leg. They can yes, still yes, feel phantom arm. limbs. Phantom limbs. That's the earth. That's the phantom earth. That's the dark energy. It yeah, goes yeah. back to source, but it still has its shape. Like it still has its, it still has that, um, that energy, that energy. Yeah. Electromagnetic so field. In, and that's what I see coming in and going out. Like people, yeah. you know, and where we get that noise. You did say that electromagnetic field is right. like dark energy. You have said that. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So Sorry. no. And so when I asked the Thank question about sex, records this because <laughs> I know, uh, but that's why I asked the question. I'm going to ask another question about that. Hold yeah. on. Interesting. What? Okay. I asked, how come I don't remember what is given to me? Uh -huh. And what I heard was it negates being attached to it. Oh, good. And so I'm able to... So it's physiologically a good thing. Because otherwise you'd be emotionally connected yes. to every fucking murder you've ever done. Absolutely. Called. Okay, very good. Absolutely. I had to ask. All right, I know you did. That's a good question, and we've got the answer. Bark. So on to the next question, which is the second coming. I know. So the second coming. Let's just talk about that for a second. Oh, my dad's laughing right now. I called him both Jesus. So. All right, so very good. So here's my point. Here's my point. Somebody brought this to my attention the other day. I had been thinking the same thing, that this whole idea of a second coming Jesus returning, blah, 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 is related to our work. We brought Jesus back because yeah. he never, has never left. Correct. So the second coming is just becoming aware that Jesus has never left. Is that correct? Yes. So I said, what about the bad stuff? And he showed me, like, which is interesting, like Saddam Hussein, which I have not had in my... Before. Hear me out. The bad stuff's already happening. Is yeah. what I was being shown. Yeah. That's what's going to help with the second coming is their hearts being open to this. Yes, like you said. Okay. So that's the but second coming I, is because they're aware. But the reason I asked it that way, and I want to ask it this way, because I want the scientists, right, to look mm -hmm. at this and Jesus and Jim, to all look at this as all of one piece. It has nothing to do with the biblical references. Zero to do with that, because that's all inaccurate. As we know, it's all metaphor, it's all what people have written, it's all Sorry, not accurate. Okay, right. we get that. It's pointing to something, but it's metaphor. What I'm talking about is this idea that for a long time people have had this feeling mm -hmm. that there's going to be some kind of return of Jesus, and they don't know what it means, other than people see him in a near-death event, they see him, you know, like we have. We have conversation with him. And of course, Jesus, as he's pointed out to us, he's not the only avatar in the game. He's not the only avatar he's in the rodeo. A big avatar soul group. So he's got, and there's other avatars. And what was interesting is before you said that, he showed me, I mean, so what's the difference between your energy field? No, and I wasn't being disrespectful, but yeah. what was the difference between your energy field and somebody? Buddha. Sarah? Um, not Buddha, but a normal human being. Oh, and he said yeah. that he has the awareness of all of his human being, like all of his soul group. That yes. he's at. And so his awareness goes out further. So the more that you're aware of who you've been or who you are, which none of it's relative, like, I the life it. that you have right now is the only thing that's important. Sure, right? sure. But if you yes. know who you but, were... Right. Then everything else starts dissipating. All the things that have attachments to it, all the things that the Buddha... All the stress to, points, yeah. Correct. They all, they all go away. And in your energy field, in return, it doesn't make you sick. Like, your body can recoup. 
So the reason I ask this question is because it, it's, it's something that will be like a, a lightning bolt to religious people. When I say we As have... If we haven't stirred that up before. So, well, we, nobody cares, apparently. So let's say this lightning bolt... Let's, let's say that Amelia said it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. The lightning bolt is that there is a second coming. Let's just start there. But the second coming is a revelation that we can all be conscious of all of our loved ones who passed away. Yes. Including... Jesus. And not limited to... Jesus. Muhammad. Jesus. Fill in the blank. Yeah. The dudes. Or the women. Or Mary. Mary. My love for Mary. So, all right. So, yeah, anyway, I thought that was... So, Stephen Hawking, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shift our no, consonation. Carlos... Car what's his name? Carlos... Carlos Castaneda? No. Carlos Sagan. Sagan. Carlos Castaneda? No. No? <laughs> He's over there, too, by the way. Having we had a... I, I had a revelation about him just, like, two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, because I was talking to a woman who, uh, just emailing her back and forth, but she knew Carlos and spent time with him. And I looked up her story and I, I discovered there was a guy, a professor at UCLA who knew Carlos. Mm -hmm. And when Carlos claimed to be off in the desert talking to the, you know, the, the Don Juan, the character that's in all his books, he could prove that Carlos was actually in the library at UCLA digging up this information. Proved that he made it all up. Yeah. And so, not that that's a bad thing, mm -hmm. but because he was one of those authors before it was hip to do this, pretending that this happened, so he became a religious figure because everybody was like, oh, this happened to you. No, he didn't bother to go, it's not fiction or fiction. If he had said it's fiction, nobody would have bugged him. But he said it was non-fiction, you see? And so... Fellini came to find him and they were going to make a movie together and I think Fellini realized oh my god this guy's out of his mind yeah and he had all these peyote or whatever. and he had all these devotees running around you know crazy women who were anyway bless Carlos's heart but I discovered that on my own fun life and was like yeah, he has yeah. a fun life fun life I'm sure you have oh, a lot. It's funny because he's running around there right now just whooping it up but I was laughing at it because I don't know much about him I know yeah. I've talked about him in like no, I'm very familiar. Yeah, exactly. And now I realize I, that he was just, you know, oh, whatever, an animal. I mean, a fun animal, you know, party animal. Um, sorry, Carlos. Is that who you're talking about, though? Is that who showed up? No. Okay. <laughs> but part, I think he did show up when you were saying that. Um, well, who's a Carlos that we know? Not a Carlos. It's not a Carlos. It's, okay, out of the four, give me the four. Oh, our, our Albert Einstein, mm -hmm. Nick Tesla. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. Okay, Carl. I was trying to say Carl. Billions and billions. All right, so Carl, that was his, that was his um, MO. You know, he used to say that word, billions and billions. Um, so Carl Sagan, the poet. This is the guy who right. created the music CD that traveled into deep space with okay. Chuck Berry on it. Oh, wow. What do you want to say, Carl? Hmm. So, like with what I do for work, being in that lane, right? Music does the same thing mm. by being in a certain lane. You can also, if, even if you didn't have all this other stuff, music, the frequencies, he showed me the frequencies going up and up and how people then can receive things. That's what they usually do when they sleep or when they wake up, just like you've done at the piano several times. But music is the same way. Today I posted a, a video that you haven't seen okay. on Facebook. I don't think you've seen it. 
no. where I said, it's John Lennon performing with Chuck Berry and Yoko Ono. And I said, I, I've come to the realization that music is identical to quantum entanglement. It's holographic. I did not see that. And it, it retains... And if I did, I don't remember it. But it I, retains the memory of the moment, you see? So it's all the experience. So when you listen to Beethoven's Ninth, you're getting everything that happened in 1824, or whatever it was performed. Right. You're getting everything and that And then John, I just got the discs. Those are the slices those are the, time. Those are the holographic moments in time. That's so cool. How fucking cool is that? Dude. <laughs> That's a little pump. <laughs> Um, we have to go. No, we don't. Hold on. All right, a couple of things real quick. All right, uh, Carl, I need your help with this. There is a scientist named Minu, M-I-N-O, okay? Okay. He's, uh, he's from Japan. M-I-N-O. Minu. M-I, sorry. N-O, like mini yeah. or... Is he the water guy? He could be. I don't know who he is. What, okay. what are you getting from him? He was a scientist that... His mother wrote about him. He died, and his mother wrote books about him. And Luana. Okay, so I'll just share with you. When I first see this, I see like that tree in Africa. I know you said Asia, or maybe Asia, but there's a huge tree that I'm seeing. Um, mm -hmm. what, did it have to do with time and space and going back and forth? It could be. could be. I don't know his work, but okay. let's say that he was talking about time and space going back and forth. Let's just say that that's it. Is that accurate? Is Minu here? Can we see him? That's what's interesting. Um, hold on. Let me just get this first. Bingo. So you can pick up, like if you go to the trees, the trees hold all the memories, right? Okay. From what I'm picking up. So he showed me two different trees, two different time periods. No, one tree, two different time periods. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then if we're there, we can pick up, if we allow ourselves, we can pick up all the energy from that particular tree. In that time frame. In that time frame. All so, the different times. So what, what was the most important work that Minu wanted people to work on now that's related to his work when he was on the planet? If anything. I, he says, I'm getting string theory or something like that. String theory? Okay. He showed me the violin, but I also know Mikhail Marco, Marco, you know who I'm talking about. Sorry. Talking about string theory, but I'm sure he wasn't the only one. Um, so he's that was what he was working on, string theory? But is and my question is, is it important to you now for people to work on this? Or is this... Yes, because it gets the, it leaps them into it. It leaps ah. them out of their minds and into something. By going into string theory... That takes them out of their mind and goes into something. And is also related to time? And that there is no time. There it's is so, no time. It's so interesting. But time is these holographic slices that we, as we've just discussed. Creation of time. Like we can create everything, you know, right? That's what we do. It's already out there. We're just creating it and, you know, bringing it in. Some people don't know they can create it. They just go and let things happen. But you can be more... It's like working on, you know, working on a project. You have to do it. You can't expect it just to get done. Right, just to happen. Right. So what kind of work do you want people to carry on, specifically Sherry? Mind what? focus, it feels like. Mind way. focus? Is there anything specifically for Sherry? She's the one who asked. You show me her heart. It's a good heart. She has a beautiful heart. She, but hold on. Like have her focus on where she wants to be as if it's happening now 
Have her focus on where she wants to be as if it's happening now. Yeah, What's so if she's in a stressful, if she's in a place where it's she's stressful. stressed, have her jump out. Like, that's a good way to, like... Um, have her focus on what she wants, what it should be like, and, and it'll eventually turn into that. Yes. Okay. Real quick question. What's her relation to the Pleiades? I'm related to the Pleiades, too. She was part of the Seven Daughters, or whatever it's called. Okay. And was she, did she used to live there at some she point? She was like the oldest daughter. To she, was, she was one of the Pleiades' actual daughters from the Greek myth, or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. Is she related? Let me ask you this. Did she have a lifetime in the Pleiades? Several. And does she is she visited by the, her friends in the Pleiadians? Always. And does, is there anything she needs to know or learn or pass along to them or just what? What's she passing along to them? Information about her lifetimes? Where Earth is right now. I feel like they're venturing, they're trying to figure it out and she's so light, like so lighthearted. Uh -huh. um, but that's why everything just is like nails on a chalkboard for her. She's not used to that, this yeah. frequency at all. Yeah. They. How many lifetimes has she had in the Pleiades? Several? They're trying to figure out if they can come down here. Like yeah, it's yeah. been hard for all, that's why they call them light workers. But, um, how many lifetimes has she had over there? I feel like she had one lifetime that was like a thousand, like a, oh, like a long time. How about Jennifer? Has Jennifer had any lifetimes over there? Yes. How many? Sherry was like a mother to me. So you knew each other? Yeah, and then I got to show her eyes, like her eye coloring. Blue. But it's like very... Um... Are you seeing her as a mother? Yeah. And so describe what that looks like. It's just an essence. I just felt like she was an authoritarian over me. I okay. felt like I might have been a little bit of a rebel, I'm not sure. More what? I think I might have been a little bit of a rebel. A rebel, okay, so more of like a, she could also be I like was more of the Joan of Arc kind of triumph, like, I was more like a warrior, I think, and uh -huh. from what I'm getting, and there's something, like, I'm obsessed with dragons, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, like I know, dragons. I know, we've so met them. So there's something with that, all of that, um, and but I, Sherry, felt like she, I felt like she actually handled a lot of people people so she's more of an authoritarian or a yes. teacher government worker or teacher worker scientist or teacher all of it she just was very um what do you want to call it she'd be like what you'd call a prophet here like a position of high authority and so how can we help her connect to those people that are from there now that are coming to visit her she said she dreams. Had, yeah she had this there so she was connecting everywhere. That's why she was looked upon as a... Okay, very good. I did, but she was teaching me. Because there was a lot of misuse with this. I Clearly, you know, it's still happening. Well, here, not over there. Probably not in the Pleiades. The way that they used it, yes. Yeah, because they're helping right. people. So I've met some other Pleiadians. So I guess is I, I'm under the impression that there's going to be a shift in consciousness with relation to what they're doing. Is that the kind of work she's doing in her sleep? Yeah, they're wanting to save. They were wanting to save the planet. And are they going to? This is the only time I'll ever ask yes, a future question. They will. Thank you.
They yeah. have to. They have to. Well, they don't have to, but they That's will. That's why they're checking to see the vibration here to see if it's getting better. Like, so they want to know how they're going to acclimate. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it is getting better, isn't it? Yes, it is. Right. I have to go. I know you do. How cool is that? We just awesome. solves are really fucking awesome shit. We think we're so awesome. All right. I know. That's we are so the coolest funny. people who ever lived. Can I just yes, say that? We are. All right. All right. And before we finish, let's thank everybody who came thank today. You guys. Thank you, Dad. And let's just say that everything that we said about Sherry was all made up, Sherry. So she doesn't have to be stressed about it. <laughs> she shouldn't be stressed. She still knows. She knows so much here, but she doesn't. There's not an avenue for her to. She's doing it little by little, but yeah. yeah. She's so And connected. Mino, is there anything you want to say to Sherry? To learn how to breathe better. Okay. Don't That's say good. don't say meditation because you might get annoyed with that, I'm not sure. Learn how to breathe better. Learn how to breathe better and know that everything's gonna be okay and transport yourself instantly. Okay. Just say, take me there. Anyway. Take me to the future that I want. Correct? Like I want this to change and don't I don't say that. future. Because then that implies time. Okay, take me uh, to the experience that I want. That's it. All right. Okay. Love Thanks, you. class. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Bye. Thanks, <laughs> This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.